Hello and welcome to Get Into Flow, the podcast all about shifting your mindset to get out of your own way, get unstuck, and start living a life you can look back on with no regrets. I will empower you to take action to start inspiring change, and it starts right now. Thank you so much for joining. So happy to have you here with me. Sit tight and let's dive into today's topic together. Good vibes only. You've seen this term before. It's everywhere. It's basically taken over pop culture. It's become mainstream. It's on t-shirts. It's on bags. It's on stickers. Everyone's saying it. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Why? Because it's not real. Good vibes only. I understand the intention of wanting to attract good vibrations, but it's impossible to believe that you can only have good vibes. As a human being, we are blessed with a variety of emotions and we need to honor all of them. The bad ones, the negative ones, the sad ones, the good ones, the happy ones. We need to acknowledge them all for our human existence. So the idea of good vibes only is wrong. It's impossible. And it's actually considered toxic positivity. You may or may not be familiar with the term toxic positivity, so let me break it down. It's basically considered a dysfunctional approach to emotional management. It happens when people do not fully acknowledge negative emotions. So when you don't fully recognize that you are angry, that you are sad, and what happens is that you overgeneralize a happy, optimistic state across all situations. Basically, it's the denial or the minimization and the invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. You are denying that you have these emotions. You are denying that you are sad, that you are angry, that you are upset, and you're trying to slap on some positivity like a band-aid. You're just trying to go through the emotions of being optimistic without fully comprehending or grasping or just acknowledging that that's not really how you're feeling. So why is this bad? Well, for the reason that I just said, but more specifically, just like anything done in excess, when positivity is used to cover up or silence the human experience, it becomes toxic. So if we do not allow ourselves to experience certain feelings, we fall into a state of denial and repressed emotions, or we bottle our emotions. And you've been listening to me so far. You've heard me talk about this on a variety of podcast episodes in a variety of ways, but basically repressing your emotions, bottling your emotions, not allowing yourself to fully express your emotions, all that leads to emotional constipation. You hold it all inside, and then what happens? It erupts at the worst possible time. So this is what we want to avoid. We don't want to hold on to all of these emotions. We want to be able to feel through everything. And that includes the tougher emotions, the anger, the sadness, the regret, the guilt, right? We need to be able to learn how to feel through all of these emotions to be able to heal and move on. We can't hold on to them. So the problem with good vibes only or toxic positivity is that what we're basically saying to ourselves is, oh no, I'm not angry, I'm not sad, whatever, I'm just going to be positive, I'm just going to smile about it and everything's going to be okay. So we totally disregard how we're truly feeling and we try to convince ourselves that we're happy, that we're positive, that we're optimistic. 
But what happens is that those feelings are still inside. They get stuck. They don't allow your energy to move. And then they start to manifest in physical disabilities. And maybe you're going to start to feel hurt in different ways. So these stuck repressed emotions actually have a huge impact on your overall health. And we think we're doing a good thing by trying to convince ourselves. So our mind is trying to convince us that everything is okay, but our body and our heart knows better. And it's holding on to those emotions because if we don't express those emotions, they stay inside and they fester and they grow like a snowball. They get bigger and bigger and then eventually they need to come out somehow. And usually it's not in an optimal way. So if there's anything that I can help you with and any takeaway from this episode or just my podcast and my work in general, I want to help you get into that flow state. And by getting into that flow state, you need to be able to feel through your emotions. We need to be able to give ourselves permission to feel it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything is there to be felt because we need to learn what our emotions are trying to tell us. Let's think of our emotions as signs. They are there to guide us, to tell us something about ourselves. They're not there to take over our lives. They're there to give us information about what we are feeling and what we could possibly do next. And if we look at it in that way, it removes the pressure. It just it just allows us to be able to say, okay, let's learn from our emotions. And most importantly, let's let them go. Let's work through them to get to that flow state. So life is in session, my friends. Everything is happening all the time. We're going to feel this variety of emotions. We're going to feel anger, jealousy, greed, regret, resent. We're going to feel it all. So to deny ourselves the ability of feeling these emotions and to pretend that we're okay and just positive vibes only all day, every day, we actually deny ourselves the validity of a genuine human experience. We begin to think that our emotions are not real or they're not valid. We suppress them. We push them away. We try to convince ourselves and we don't trust them. And what happens when we don't trust our emotions? When they come up again, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to deal with them. Like I said earlier, our emotions are there to teach us something, to tell us something. So if we don't allow ourselves the opportunity to learn from them and we don't trust them, How could we possibly know how to navigate through life once they come up again? So please take this as a a loving, friendly suggestion to start listening to your emotions. Instead of pretending they don't exist and trying to push them down, this is your opportunity to actually feel through them and learn from them. There's a very popular book out there called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F by Mark Manson. And his book is referenced in a lot of different ways because it's written in such an approachable, uh, humoristic way that we take away those lessons a lot easier than a very like highly intellectual uh, educational book, right? So if you haven't had a chance to read that book yet, I highly recommend it. And why I'm bringing it up is because he talks about emotions. He talks about negative experiences and I want to read you a quote from his book because I think it summarizes exactly what we're talking about here. 
Everything worthwhile in life is won through surmounting the associated negative experience. Any attempt to escape the negative, to avoid it or squash it or silence it, only backfires. The avoidance of suffering is a form of suffering. The avoidance of struggle is a struggle. The denial of failure is a failure. Hiding what is shameful is itself a form of shame. So we need the negative. We need those experiences to be able to learn, to be able to grow, to be able to evolve. And if you've found that you've been denying yourself these experiences, maybe you're stuck in this toxic positivity. And it's not your fault because society and culture is kind of pushing us in that direction. So maybe you recognize yourself to fall into that trap or you know some people around you who have fallen into this trap of toxic positivity. So let me take a moment now just to outline a few common expressions or experiences that are related to this toxic positivity. So maybe it can help you to recognize if in fact it's showing up in your life and how. So if you're not someone who says good vibes only on a regular basis, maybe these are some things that you're doing that can also contribute to this idea of toxic positivity. Number one, I said it earlier, if you're hiding or masking your true feelings, so you're not allowing yourself to fully feel what you're feeling. Number two, trying to just get on with it. So you're stuffing down, you're dismissing your emotions, you're putting them aside. I'll deal with it later. I just need to get through this and then I'll come back to it, which you never do. So the idea of just, I need to move on without fully feeling. You're brushing it aside instead of dealing with it so that you can move on. Number three, feeling guilty for what you feel. Number four, minimizing other people's experiences or feelings with these token feel-good quotes or statements. We're going to get into that a bit later to give you some concrete examples, but are you someone who responds to someone's pain with, it's okay, look on the bright side? Or do you have someone in your life who responds to your pain in that way? That's definitely an example of toxic positivity. Number five, trying to give someone perspective. It could be worse instead of validating their emotional experience. This one is huge because I feel like we try to help people. Uh, we have the best intentions when we do something like this. When we say, you know, oh, it could be worse or, you know, things uh, you've been through worse or, you know, think, think of it in this way. We try to reframe and give them perspective in that moment of pain. We think we're doing a good thing by helping but really all we're doing is not allowing them to honor their feelings. We're not validating how they feel. So again, I'll give you a concrete example of how to reframe and what to, stay in, what to say instead later. But in this case, um, if you find yourself trying to give those emotional reassurance quotes like it could be worse or if someone has said that to you, that's actually an example of toxic positivity. Because again, you're not allowing the person or you're not allowing yourself to actually feel that pain. We're trying to get you out of it. We're trying to snap you out of it with some positivity. Number six, shaming others for expressing frustration or anything other than positivity. Sometimes I'm guilty of this. 
but it's with people who are Debbie Downers. So we all have some of those in our lives. If we have people around us who are very negative and only see the negative, in my experience, I catch myself sometimes trying to snap them out of it. Just because I'm like, really? You're negative again? Like you're always, always negative. I'm trying to snap you out of it and I'm frustrated with you because you can't see the bright side. In retrospect, maybe this person is in need of validation of their feelings. Maybe they're having a hard time expressing. Maybe they're stuck in this negativity because they don't know how to move through it. So by saying, ah, just snap out of it, I'm not honoring their feelings. And maybe you have somebody in your life who is on either side of that story where you can maybe try to validate their feelings. So instead of shaming them for what they're feeling and like, ah, oh, you Debbie Downer, you're always in a bad mood. Maybe it's to open a dialogue. Maybe it's a sign that they need a bit of help of how to deal with their emotions. And number seven, a sign that you are stuck in toxic positivity or have someone in your life who is, you brush off the things that are bothering you with, it is what it is. Oh my God, this annoys me. <laughs> this statement, it is what it is. What are you going to do? What can I do about it? Oh my goodness. There's so much you can do about it. You need to, number one, honor your feelings and respect that this is what's happening. You need to be aware of how you're treating your emotions. If you brush them off, you're invalidating them. And how can you ever work through anything that you're not validating? It's like you're dismissing it and you're saying it's not true. So it's obviously going to come back to haunt you in a sense of things keep coming back in your life because you haven't dealt with it. They keep coming back to give you an opportunity to learn from them, to let them go, and to finally move on. So if you are in a situation where something bad, quote-unquote, is constantly happening or it's showing up in different ways and you're just like, ah, it is what it is. Uh, I got a ticket. Uh, I'm late. It is what it is. Uh, I'm upset. What are you going to do? Well, of course you're going to keep repeating those patterns because you're just kind of stuck in this cycle of not honoring what is actually happening. You're just brushing it aside. And that's toxic positivity in its own way. So why am I talking about this? Well, because this can lead to some serious health effects. It can actually have major health consequences. Three in particular that I want to talk about today. Shame suppressed emotions that we keep bringing up, and isolation. So the first one, shame. When you're forcing a positive outlook on pain, you're encouraging yourself or someone else to keep silent about your struggles. And most of us don't want to be seen as a drag, you know, or like annoyingly sad. So when the choice is between being brave and honest or pretending like everything is going great, of course, we're going to pretend like everything is going great because we don't want to burden others with our problems. And unfortunately, this leads to shame. Or maybe I should say the core of this decision is the feeling of shame. One of my greatest inspirations, Brene Brown, she's actually a shame researcher. And if you're listening to me, you're probably already familiar with her and her work, her beautiful books and her amazing podcasts. I really, really admire the work that she's doing. And she often discusses shame. It's at the center of a majority of her studies of her topics. And it's basically crippling to the human spirit. It's one of the most uncomfortable feelings we can feel and we don't even know that we are feeling shame, 
but it's at the root. So when we feel like uh, we're hiding or we're, we're not wanting to be honest or we're in denial, it's usually because we're ashamed to be honest with how we're feeling because of others' judgment. We're ashamed to feel what we're feeling because of XYZ reasons. So shame is usually the culprit. It's at the root of a lot of our emotions, a lot of our decisions. We try to avoid shame to be able to um, not feel its consequences. So we can understand how in this case, shame is linked to the idea of being vulnerable of being honest with your emotions, of allowing yourself to feel. So if we don't want to feel shame or fear a sense of judgment, of course we're not going to be open and honest about our feelings. And so the suppressing of it or the toxic positivity is there to cover up that idea of shame. But it's still there. That's my point of of all of this. Those emotions, if we don't feel them, they stay and they get stuck. And that's what we don't want. This brings us to the second point of suppressed emotions. So several psychological studies show us that hiding or denying feelings leads to more stress on the body and or even increased difficulty avoiding distressing thoughts and feelings. So we think we're helping ourselves by brushing it off, by bottling it, by by repressing it, but we're actually doing more damage to our body. We're actually not helping ourselves we're making it worse so when we don't want to show a part of ourselves we tend to create a fake persona or we put on a brave face we're smiling like oh everything happens for a reason it is what it is and again we're denying our truth we're we are denying the reality of what it is and what we can learn from it And when we deny that reality, we shove it down, it gets buried deep, it gets stuck. And I keep bringing this up because it's so, so, so common. And I want us to be aware, if you are in this pattern, this is your opportunity to break that pattern today. Stop suppressing your emotions. Allow yourself, little by little, step by step, to feel your emotions, to let them out, to make space in your body, to breathe, to be yourself to acknowledge what it is that these emotions are trying to teach you. So toxic positivity leads to suppressed emotions, which leads to physical, mental, emotional strain on your health and on your body. Number three, it also leads to isolation and other relational problems. So think of it this way. We suppress our emotions, we deny our truth, so we begin to live inauthentically within ourselves with ourselves, I should say, and with the world. And when we don't live authentically, we lose connection. We lose connection with ourselves, and then we lose connection with others. So how can we possibly have strong, thriving relationships if we are not authentic, if we are not able to be honest with ourselves, with others? we tend to then isolate ourselves because we're afraid to say how we feel. We're afraid to bring up what's bothering us. So you don't want to talk to others. You don't get that connection that you need to have that strong relationship and you tend to be alone. Isolation is scary. We actually all lived it in some form through the past few years. We were forced to isolate And I'm sure you can all agree that it was not beneficial. 
It was not something that we'd want to live through again. The relationship with yourself is often reflected in the relationship you have with others. So if you can't be honest about your own feelings, how will you ever be able to hold space for someone else expressing real feelings in your presence? So we tend to curate a fake emotional world in that case, and we attract more fakeness resulting in this superficial friendship and this lack of intimacy. And then we wonder why we can't build and form deep connections. By this point, we understand what toxic positivity is. We understand that it is bad for us, uh, especially those who are trying to live our most authentic lives. We need to allow ourselves to feel through everything to be able to heal And here are some ways that you can catch yourself or those around you if they are using these very popular statements and what you can say instead. Instead of, don't think about it, stay positive. Say, describe what you're feeling, I'm listening. Instead of, don't worry, be happy. Say, I see that you're really stressed, is there anything I can do? Instead of, failure is not an option, say, failure is a part of growth and success. Instead of, everything will work out in the end, do we really know it will work out in the end? So say, this is really hard and I'm thinking of you. Instead of, look for the silver lining, say, I see you and I'm here for you. Instead of, everything happens for a reason. Say, sometimes we can draw this short straw in life. How can I support you during this hard time? Instead of, it could be worse. Say, that really sucks. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Instead of, positive vibes only. Say, I'm here for you, both good and bad. What I've noticed is that we tend to want to fix people. In these situations, with these common statements that we say without even thinking, we just want to help and we want to make it all better. But we don't realize that we're actually making it worse. So my takeaway for you is that you don't have to fix it. In these situations, maybe all you need to do is be there to validate that person's emotions, validate that what they're feeling is okay, and it sucks, and it's hard, and we don't know if it's going to get better. So just be there as a support. And that goes for yourself as well. We don't know how things are going to turn out. We hope for the best, but maybe we need to be realistic and we need to honor our emotions and exactly what we're feeling to know how to navigate and how to work through them. So again, it comes from the best intention of wanting to help, of wanting to make everybody feel okay and feel better, but be careful not to fall into the trap of that toxic positivity. Because you know what? You're actually hurting yourself and hurting others. You're doing the exact opposite of what you are intending to do. If you yourself identify as somebody who is toxic when it comes to this positivity, this is your cue to stop. This is your cue to examine and to break that pattern. And if you're somebody who has a toxic person in your life who is saying these statements, well, this is an opportunity to set some healthy boundaries. 
And if you want to know how to do that, go back to my previous podcast episode on setting healthy boundaries, because that is a huge part to just navigating your own feelings and letting this energy, this good vibes only, well, let in the right vibrations, not necessarily only good, but let in the ones that are going to help you grow and help you succeed. And help you to be your most authentic self, because at the end of the day, that's really all we want. Thank you for listening. I hope that you received everything that you needed from today's episode and that you feel inspired to feel through your emotions and to not fall into the trap of good vibes only. I want you to embrace all of the complex feelings that you have as a beautiful human being and let that guide you to living your most authentic life short break for the month of August, but we'll be back in the fall for season two. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast to be aware of when the new season drops. I also love to hear from you. So please take a moment to send me feedback, send me comments. How did you like this episode? How are you liking the podcast? And what more can I do for you? What kind of topics do you want me to discuss? Keep following your heart and finding ways that you can get into flow.